Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready to get 30, ready to get 20, 20, 20, ready to get 20, 20, ready to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Since 2013, Bombas has donated over 100 million socks, underwear, and T-shirts to those facing homelessness. If we counted those on air, this ad would last over 1,157 days. But if we counted the time it takes to make a donation possible, it would take just a few clicks. Because every time you make a purchase, Bombas donates an item to someone who needs it. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST, code ACAST. You are listening to Three Valleys Radio. And with a quick turn, skipper Alex Dock slams it in. There's Lindergaard making Forrest backpedal. Davis looking to help it into the path of Morris, expanded by the deflection. It's Aaron Davis. He could win it. He probably has won it for Yeovil. Oh, and it's an opening goal. What a start. Madden, after just six minutes, gives Yeovil the lead. Stansfield, good turn away from Trott, goal! Hello, how are you? Welcome to the Glovers Cast with me, Ian Perkins, on a rainy Sunday morning. It's probably going to be raining on a Monday morning as well. I'm joined by Mr Ben Barrett and Mr David Coates. Good morning, gentlemen. How are you doing? Good morning, chaps. Are we well? Good morning, Yes. Glorious sunshine in the grim north, so I uh, don't know what's going on down there. Oh, speak, it might be the grim yourself. north, isn't it? I say, speak for yourself. Yeah, it's awful up here. Sun always shines on the righteous, you see. That's <laughs> <laughs> why it usually rains here. <laughs> yeah, it's oh, miserable. I mean, you saw yesterday how miserable it was yeah. during the game. It was horrific. We were in uh, we were in town and um, annoyingly decided not to park under Tesco, um, you know, in Tesco, parked on an outdoor park car park. Tesco, not again, Ian. No, not <laughs> parked again. in an outdoor car park and, uh, yeah, had to dash across. Um, it was like a streaming river along the um, along the side of Tesco. It was crazy, just a sudden downpour. And Yeah, I was worried about the game. I got a text from someone at the, at the stadium who said they were checking out the pitch just in front of the dugout, in front of Darren Siles' dugout, and you could see the the water there down um yeah it was it was horrific yeah. but a, a win a, a win yeah we'll take it we'll take a win a dub always take a dub um i suppose the 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 big performance from uh, mr tom Knowles yesterday um he's the one oh. we're all excited to see on tuesday night and he's really you're, you know he's become a fan favorite without any fans you're... watching him hasn't he you're but you're developing a bit of a a bit of a Sam Foley esque man crush, aren't you? Uh, it's getting dangerous, yeah. It is, isn't it? It's right up there. Yeah, I saw I saw a few comments on your live blog yesterday. You are, you know, say not not falling in love with footballers, but I I, I can see the start. That's how I felt about Sam Foley at the start, and that and, and look where that spiraled out of control. So just be careful, mind yourself. There needs to be an <laughs> intervention here, doesn't there? Yeah, there I'm, there I'm, might I'm have to be. We might have to might. get Mrs. Perkins to step in here. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> she might fall in you love with him too. Like that. <laughs> That's the last Anyone thing who can curl one in from the edge of the box like that, you know, <laughs> take any woman's heart <laughs> or man's heart. That sounds good. I like the I like the first one because he sort of <laughs> he like dummied the keeper and the keeper's gone gone flying and then. You know, keeper's gone for a hot dog. Yeah, and then it's just a completely open net. But 
Yeah, a, a big performance from Knowles yesterday, especially in the first half. Um, ben, what did you make of the, the game yesterday? What did you think of... Um, it, it was sort of a, a bitty performance, really, wasn't it? We started really well. Then there was that, I don't know, like the middle half an hour of the game before the break, after the break. We seemed to get a bit... Um, what did the manager say? He said we were losing our shape a bit. What, what were your thoughts on the match? It started like a preseason friendly, didn't it? It started like a preseason friendly for the first ten or so minutes. There was a couple like, but uh, at the point it goes two nil, you, you are sat there thinking. I think the gaffer alluded to it yesterday. You kind of thought to yourself, "Hang on, if we if we want to, if we really want to turn it on here, there's a six or seven if we want it." Because Kingsley were there for the taking. They had such a small small squad. I mean, fifty year old goalie on the bench as their assistant manager, only two subs and stuff. So they obviously. Uh, are crawling towards the end of the season. They haven't won in a long time. I did say even Ruben Reed might score here, but you know that was uh, I, might, <clears throat> I might have uh, I might have caused a, that problem. He had a he had another frustrating afternoon, didn't he? I thought he was unlucky on a couple of occasions not to get a couple of decisions. He was kicked about a bit. Um, it was it was just it was nice to see us playing. We never really got out of third gear. We never really had to get out of third gear. I think. I think you are right. That middle third of the game was a bit sloppy more than anything. That's where they kind of had a bit of possession. Adam Smith never looked in any massive amount of trouble. We had a bit of a wobble. We had one cleared off the line by uh, Luke Wilkinson's only working leg. And then we had the absolutely incredible tip onto the bar. Um, But I never really felt like they were going to slice us open, if that makes sense. I never really thought like they were going to cause us any, any real damage. And it is worth noting that we had another patched up, chucked out, square peg, round hole type defence. And they looked okay. They looked okay. I mean, I'm not sure Luke Wilkinson should have played longer than he did. There's no point in risking more serious injury. He didn't look good. He was hobbling about. But he did. He played on and, and carried on as normal. And so... You've got Dicko, who again at times looked like he was maybe not 100% fit. Wilco, who definitely wasn't 100% fit. Billy Sass Davis with his nose strewn across his face. And a, right back, a left back at right back. And we never really looked in massive amounts of trouble against a very experienced and formerly high level Simeon Jackson. So not a horrendous striker to have at this level. And yeah, I felt we dealt with things fairly comfortably. I liked us on the break. I liked us on the break. I thought we were quick. I thought we got the ball moving. You're right. It is absolutely right of us to get excited about Tom Knowles. Neufeld had another one of his uh, very nice performances of just getting the ball down and running. And then Sanupe kind of carried that on when he came on. So there was a lot to like, but it was, yeah, it's tough to judge because it's a pre-season friendly type game against a team that's that's thrown the towel in and, and are just waiting for the season to end a bit like ourselves. Yeah, Co- Coatsy, um, you did the match report for the, the Glover's Castle website. Um, what did you make of the performance? Particularly, um, I, I'd like to get into Lawson Diaf, really, because I think as a... Don't get into him, he's very fragile, so <laughs> let's not get too too into him. But He's only just come back from injury. <laughs> yeah, yeah. He's a... oh, but uh, if, if, talk, talking about players coming back from injury, you never would have thought he had, was he? I know the manager said to said about it at the end of the game, but uh, he didn't look like a player who'd been out for three months bar his, you know, his uh, 20 minutes against Aldershot in midweek, did he? Because he, uh, he was his usual self, wasn't he? You know, classy on the ball, um, you know, uh, m- making good passes, playing people in. He, he, he was everything, you know, everything we've been missing. And um, mm-hmm. again, the manager said, he, you know, corners, set pieces like that. We have missed that quality so oh, much. Yeah. And um, I think we've spoken a few times um, in the past few, few weeks about whether his injury record um, is going to, you know, mean that he's he's a player we can't keep on next uh, next season, um, and I was all for that. And then that performance made me think, <laughs> oh maybe, oh maybe, because uh, yeah, he, I mean, I thought he looked absolute absolute quality when uh, whenever he got the ball. His his injury problems for me are the only reason why you wouldn't keep him on. Oh, absolutely, yeah, yeah. The the way he reinvented himself into that holding defensive midfielder, the classy. Oh, I hate the phrase, but the quarterback style role that we have so vividly relied on throughout Darren Salsenia, whether it be Charlie Lee, 
Jimmy Smith did it. Albus Gendy's done it for a bit. Josh Taunton can do it. The way he reinvented himself, but still show that sort of classy few touches, the attacking nows just to get play moving forward again. For me, the only question is his injuries. If he's, yeah. if you can guarantee, if you could guarantee a fit Lawson Diaz, you'd sign him up for the next three years. Yeah, I you absolutely even, would. But even it's if so difficult, two thirds, two thirds of the season. If you could get him fit for two thirds of the season, I'd have him. Yeah, it's again though. I, I think it is worth adding a bit of context into yesterday's game. He didn't have. He he would have loved to come back in the preseason friendly, and that's kind of what he got because he wasn't going to get into all the horrible crunching tackles. He didn't have strikers elbowing him in the head and doing all that kind of stuff. So there are other challenges to come for him. But if if he can, if that's his base, if that's his if that's his bottom line, and he's going to get better and fitter and and get back to the Lawson Diaz that we saw at the start of the season, who did reinvent himself. I agree entirely. I agree entirely. He probably is worth keeping. It's just whether or not you can afford to do that, considering we don't actually have a physio or a full-time physio and things like that. So, yeah, it's such a difficult one. And I, my gut instinct is that he may fall on the wrong side of a decision come the end of the season. But I kind of hope I'm wrong. Yeah. I did think as well, Wilkinson, when, uh, uh, as you say, he, he made that tackle, didn't he? And um, got himself... Uh, Got himself a booking. I did enjoy. Carl, I don't know what was in Carl Dickinson's head yesterday, but there were a couple of times where I thought he was going to stick one on the referee. He went absolutely crazy at him, didn't he? And to be fair, the the the, the book the tackle that got Wilkinson a booking, I didn't think it was a booking. I thought he got he got the ball. It was a you know it was a feisty challenge, but I didn't think it was um was a booking. So I was with uh, I was with Dickinson there. I thought it was um a bit of a crazy one, but I did notice after. He'd obviously got himself injured. Just showed you what what he does bring to because you could see him, uh, you know, talking to Billy Sass Davis, and it was almost like <laughs> Billy Sass Davis was doing all the heading and the kicking, and Wilkinson was just telling him what to do. Um, <laughs> so that kind of experience at the back again, we've said it so many times, and we how many times have we spoken about um, you know defensive uh, clangers that have cost us this season, and uh, you know having a player like that back there. Um, who can do, do all of that kind of stuff is uh, worth his weight in gold, isn't he? Yeah, yeah. and substitute and substitute Sass Davis for Hunt next season. Mm. And you've got yourself a centre-back pairing that you can hang your hat on. If you know what you're going to get out of both of them, one's going to help guide the other. It might mean that Hunt has to do some of uh, Wilco's running for him and, like you say, his heading and his kicking. But if you've got that guiding light centre-back, we've talked about, I've talked about defensive stability and the spine of the side. It's a pretty good duo there for me. So, again, just the start of, of seeing bits and pieces come back through. Again, I'd, I'd, I'd rather he didn't play however long he played injured, but for the good of the cause, in a in a lost cause, dead rubber game, that is, again, well, it's the key word of the season, isn't it? That's character. That really is character. I don't know whether it's bravery or stupidity, but I'm glad it's there. Yeah, I've just, while we've been talking here, I've just been looking up. If, if you search... Uh, Diaf injury on Twitter. It, I mean, it goes all the way back to 2012. Um, yeah. there's, there's countless tweets over the last two years of uh, you know, Diaf misses out from injury, injuries to Diaf, and he'd still yeah. be a league player if he if he was yeah. hit, wouldn't he? He'd yeah, still be yeah. a league player. And, and that's the thing. He, he's 28 years old as well. Like he's you know arguably he's at the you know he's the peak of his career in, in the you know as a midfielder as a box-to-box midfielder um but it is that that question of injuries always gonna hang over him and you know we'd like we've said we're not sure we're gonna have the money to offer him but at the same time you know is anyone else gonna offer him big money at this stage um oh, it's a different it's a conundrum isn't it what do you do yes. what if yeah. quick fire both of you. Um, what do you, you. What, you what, got to join in as yeah, well. What do you do? Keep him or let him go? I, I uh, after yesterday, I urge you, uh, erring more towards <laughs> keeping him. <laughs> Based <laughs> just on yesterday, that was but wasn't the quickest fire. Ben, uh, I, Ben never said anything. So that <laughs> I, think, uh, I was waiting for you. Oh, I, think yeah. I, I think I'm going to let him go. What are you doing then, Ian? Come on. As the decider. I don't want to, 
let's put it that way. I think there are a thousand caveats, and it's not it's not the type of quick fire answer that you should give on a question like this. But I think I'm letting him go. Well, Ian hasn't said anything. Come on, this yeah. isn't quick at all. <laughs> I'll just let him Ben finish. Yeah, I, I I'm on I'm on side with you, Ben. I think um think let him go. But again, that's that's you know that's based on fine. Let him go then. That's, let him go. You know that's based on the injuries. But if you know, all right, Elsa. Yeah. The next three, the next three games, yeah, yeah, he might pick up another injury. What do we know? He, he could pick up another injury, and that's three months on the sidelines again, and and back to square one, aren't we? So, yeah. um, that's always the risk. It's a real shame because he, you know, we see his quality, um, but you just want him, you know, you want him to play forty six games a season, don't you? Not, yeah, yeah. however many he's done so far this year, eleven matches this season, I think it says. Is it is it that few? Is it only eleven. That's a that that's tough. just the, the Wikipedia snapshot that's come up when you Google his name. Um, yeah. Oh, in a good in reason. a position where we're where we've already potentially got Staunton, where we've hopefully going to have at least one, if not both, of Smith or Charlie Lee next season. Can you afford a a fourth one in that role, even if he does have other attributes? And I know he's different to all of those. Look, I don't want to say it because. He was a. I remember signing him, thinking there's a bit of an eyebrow raise. Oh, Frankie Lawson to get back, okay. And like you say, if he's fit, if he's firing, he's not even in the national league. He's not even in the national league. He's playing League One football without question. Yeah. But you you make a good point though, Ben, about him. Uh, uh, you know whether he's going to get that kind of uh, contract, whether he's going to get that big money um, from from someone else, and if he does drop his expectations in terms of what. And we're saying all this as if we know what he's earning. We 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 are assuming that he's a uh, he's one of the bigger earners given his uh, his history. But um, yeah, I mean, if he did and he wanted to stay fit and fire him, then okay, all right, two to one. I hear, I know when I'm <laughs> outnumbered, but I'm quite happy to be wrong. I I don't I don't want to. It's two to one, but I'm quite happy to be wrong. <laughs> Not for the are you happy time. for me to be is, right though? Is that how? Yes. Of- is that out of like sentimentality for the player though? Well, a little bit, a little bit, yeah. And I'm not sure we are quite in the budgetary position to have no, player-based no. sentiment sentimentality. Crikey, <laughs> I speak on this Sunday morning. Um, so yeah, oh, that's can we? That's not a nice way to start a podcast. Can we start <laughs> start a bit better. We're quarter of an hour in. Oh, crikey. <laughs> Yeah. Can I men- can we give a, a mention for Sanupe? Yeah. I know we got a mention mm. from the manager He's again next in, on my in the list, post actually, yeah. Oh, is he? All right. Yeah. Okay. Sorry, I'm really Ian really has a list. Yeah, I do. Yeah. yeah. We don't just Crikey. rock up here and oh. chat bollocks, do we? We, you know. I do. Well, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I literally <laughs> oh, yeah. do. Um, yeah, take it, Dave. Take take Well, run, I was just going to say run with uh, it like Manny. Run with it, yeah, yeah. Run it, maybe slightly off to the left and into a dead end, but then do something amazing just after. And and I know do amazing. He's he's a player that um, I remember when he signed. There was all those, um, you know, and everyone's got a little clips reel where they do something amazing at their former team, don't they? But there were a couple of times where you thought, blimey, this guy's you know rapid, and um, uh, and he's got a shot on him as well. We obviously haven't seen him, have we? Because he's um been injured for sort of 90 percent of his time with us but uh, as anyone who reads my uh long rambling uh match reports on the glover's cast website thanks mom the um <laughs> he uh he did all right when he came on at Wrexham, and there wasn't a lot as you heard from my slightly depressed summary of it um uh last weekend there wasn't a lot to shout about erection but when he came on he, he he looked good um and yesterday i thought he had purpose, didn't he, when he was going forward? The manager spoke about his defensive qualities as well. Can't say I really remember them, but but um, uh, that lovely little link up with him and Quigley, wasn't it, for the for the goal? And uh, and he went through. And I, I don't know about you guys, but I, I was never in any doubt that he was going to score once he uh, when he went through like that. He looked confident and he he put it away coolly. So yeah, I was I was really really pleased for him to uh, to see him get a get a goal, and hopefully we'll. You know, these next three games, we'll see, see see some more of him, and maybe he can be someone in our in our midfield for for next season who can be use the cliche like a new signing. Yeah, I reckon there's a chance he's going to stay on. I sort of I like how the, Darren Sal talks about players, 
you, you get that sense about players that he really feels strongly about, that he enjoys talking about them in a, in a way that's not just, oh, he plays well, he's, you know, the generic, bog-standard, um, media-trained nonsense. Like, you know, having talked about how he takes, he's better when he takes less touches because he can cover the ground quicker and is, you know, he's critical of his defensive willingness and he, it's like, He's quite detail orientated on on his players, and I do like to listen to him talk about players and how there's obviously a coach there who's trying to improve improve those players, which he's talked about with Quigley and talked about with others as well. So I think there's a chance that um, Manny, as he seemed to be calling him, um, is going to get another deal, and I'm not I'm not against that. I think he's got a point to prove. And I, you know, I'd quite like to see a player like that prove it at Yeovil Town. Yeah, I agree. I think he becomes a natural, a natural replacement of sorts for for Neufeld. I think he's got a long way to go to become a Neufeld. Josh Neufeld has a has a big future at a high level. I think, if I'm being completely honest, and I don't think Sanupe has shown enough to quite be a like for like replacement in terms of quality and ability. But what he has shown is, I thought yesterday was a clear. Almost like you've been told, you've got twenty minutes to win a contract. <laughs> you've got you've got half an hour to go out and perform, and we'll talk on Monday. Like the apprentice. Yeah, almost. It, do you know what? It felt like that. It felt like that was Darren Sal's last words to it because he was everywhere. He was. He was. I don't know whether he was feeding off Dagnall, who again covers some ground. That guy, Dagnall covers some serious ground. The more I see of Dagnall, the more I think we desperately need him next season, even at thirty-five. Um, so yeah, I, 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 I'm in complete agreement. I thought it was a really calm finish because it wasn't easy when he gets the ball. He doesn't, his first touch isn't brilliant and it invites the defender in, but he holds him off, finds the gap, pops it in. And at a time where we've been under a little bit of pressure, it wasn't long before that, that Smith had made the save, which would have made it two all had that gone in. So yeah, kind of kills the game off. Nice, nice performance. 25 minutes or whatever it was that I think will stand him in good stead. Nice to see him linking up well with, with Quigley and others on the pitch. Yeah, I, I'm not against another year for Sanupe either. Okay, Ian, rapid fire. Yeah. Sanupe, you're hired or you're fired? Go. You're hired. Ben? Yeah, hired. Yeah, hired. Definitely. Right, okay, we're having him then. Yeah, I think if... 3-0 that one. Yeah, if if we need like a, you know, we want some continuity on the pitch and with the squad, then, you know, I, I don't see Sonia Pay being high on the list of other clubs. Given... What was that? What was Sonia Pay? Sorry. That I was like, uh, what's the name? Nigella, Nigella Lawson. <laughs> Nico Nico Arfe, Arfe, isn't it? Pay. Sonia Pay. That was a little, a little thing on top Ooh, of la, la. at the end. Yeah. <laughs> Son yeah. Yupe. <laughs> yeah, there was, um, yeah. Right. That's it. That's his official name. A little, bit, a little bit of flair. Manny Son Yupe. Yupe. <laughs> a, a little bit of flair on the name. Um, yeah, I don't think there's going to be other clubs queuing up to sign him. Um, maybe, you know, what do we know? He might have an agent who wants to get him back closer to London or something like that. Who knows? But yeah, I think... In terms of continuity of a squad and building a group, you keep people together, and yeah, I think you should be part of it. Um, another one that I'm sort of thinking about is Jimmy Smith. In that yesterday afternoon, it was sort of posted on social media that he was leading the the warm up and set up all the the training, and as we know, he's doing his badges, um, not Pokemon badges, but coaching badges. Um, what what say, just, he could be doing Pokemon as well. You well, don't yeah. know. Well, that's I'm going to say, yeah. If he wants to trade, I've got loads. <laughs> have you got them all? Uh, nearly, nearly. It feels like I have. <laughs> um, what what do you think the future holds for Jimmy? Because do you think he's? I don't know if we're going to look at him going off the pitch, um, as we go forward, and him really drive on with coaching rather than playing. Um. Yeah, give me your views. Coach, you can go first. Well, the, the, we have got a question about the backroom staff, haven't we? Um, from from Mike Hudson, I think. I know, jumping around to questions here already. But fine, it did it. make... Yeah? yeah, I think... Well, uh, well, go on then. Mike's question is, uh, we've had a pretty 
um, bare-bone backroom staff, try and say in that when you've had a few, um, for some time now. Our assistant manager is also a caddy manager. Many of our experienced players also act as coaches. Great for their development, but how vocal can they be? Would Darren Sell benefit from stronger support around him? Um, is the answer just yes, There's, but there's probably no money or is our current setup adequate for this level? So I had a look at who, according to the website, we actually have on our coaching staff, and it's Sal Skivo, the acting physio, Martin Armand, uh, Craig White, the goalkeeping coach, and then Kitman Dan, who's described as Kit Technical Director. I want to know what <laughs> technical direction he gives to the kit, but um, <laughs> that was a good one. But so you can see where we need uh, players that like like Jimmy Smith in there, do, being able to do those kind of things. And I know. It's been mentioned before, uh, some of the more experienced lads, uh, you know, Reed and um, Wilkinson and obviously Lee Collins before he passed, um, you know, ha- what an important role they play. Um, so f- I think we that that's where this experience really, really does come through. And I, I would not be surprised in the slightest to see, you know, Jimmy Smith going down the, say, the Skivo route. Obviously, Skivo had quite a... A colourful um, career, isn't he? And with all the different positions that he's had for the um, for the club, um, so yeah, I wouldn't be surprised to see that uh, that at all. And would that be a good thing? I think it probably would. Um, certainly, I don't know what Charlie Lee's um, uh, you know ambitions, or whether he's doing badges or anything like that, or whether he'd still carry on playing, but. Yeah, I think I think there is probably a, a, a place for him as a more as a coach, maybe sort of like eighty percent coach and twenty percent playing. I mean, going out loud, Paul Bastock, the um, uh, Boston assistant manager at the age of fifty, you know, also obviously flying the flag for us oldies, um, was Boston. on the bench for them yesterday. So, so yeah, anything's possible. I think I, I might even dust my boots off. <laughs> <laughs> maybe not. Maybe not that bad yet. Did you just say Boston? Bastock. Yeah, Bastock. but I'm sure you said he was the Boston assistant coach or something. Oh, did I? Sorry, I'm thinking. He, sorry, the Kings Lane assistant coach. He used to play for Boston. Boston years ago. No, Boston United, as in Boston Lincolnshire. Yeah, no, he played. He was in goal when um, they had. Uh, he was at that that tax cheat. Uh, Steve Evans wasn't yeah. it as manager there? Convicted criminal Steve Evans. Um, you should have to cut that one. The. Uh, <laughs> As uh, as manager, we used to play against him. I remember him because he was he was all he was a pretty good goalkeeper, Bastock as well. Ben, what what do you make on the? Oh, let's. What do you think about Mike's question? I think I think I wouldn't be surprised to see at our level and maybe even a little bit above League One and Two with the way that clubs are going to be financed the next year is that recovery commences and loans get repaid and things start changing and, and clubs trying to figure out just how many of their supporters are coming back and that kind of thing. I wouldn't be surprised to see more in the way of player coaches. I wonder if, if I mean, Dicko's going to do it next year or be at a different level. Um, I think I'm right in saying Kevin Ellison's going to do something similar up at Newport. He's obviously gone on to, he's playing well beyond 40, isn't he? Um, so I wonder if we might see a few more, a bit more of that. Um, I I had a feeling, because there was a time, wasn't there, towards Christmas time, where we were genuinely thinking about whether or not Darren Saul was going to go during at the end of that run. Um, and I had a feeling that Jimmy Smith would have been the natural caretaker in that position. Of all the players within the squad, we didn't really have anybody. If the management side had gone, who would have taken over? My natural thought was Jimmy Smith. And I wonder if, you alluded to it there, that whether or not a Skiverton-esque process may take place with Jimmy Smith, i.e. we look to keep him, we stick him on a registration, maybe we take the number 10 shirt off him, because you can't have player coaches wearing number 10. It's not allowed. Um... But you have him as part of the squad. You have him involved because he's still got a part to play. We've seen this season again. He's another one that's reinvented himself to fit fit what is required by the team, by the club. And so to have him available, ready to begin his coaching progress. And then who knows? A year down the line, two years down the line, an opportunity comes up somewhere, maybe a bit closer to, to his London base as well. And he goes and takes it. He goes and does what, what Nathan Jones did. 
Nathan Jones went and left for Charlton under 23s and ended up at Brighton and then Luton and whatever else. So maybe something similar along those lines where we kind of say to him, you keep progressing, you keep helping, you keep helping our youngsters, you keep helping the players that are going to come in and and develop their game and you develop your coaching in the process, play when we need you, set the example when we play you and begin that phasing out. I still think he's probably got a couple of years left in him, but I don't think there's any harm in having that extra flexibility. As for whether or not Darren Sal needs a little bit of help, he probably needs... I mean, is Givo doing two half jobs or is he doing two full jobs? And Do we even have an academy? Job? Can you manage an academy that doesn't exist? Well, well we have, we we have the under-18s, don't we? But Yeah. And they have the a manager already, academy, according to yeah. the website, somebody called Mark Challen. Yeah, an academy operations of, um, you know... They surely say... that will involve signing players, uh, going out and getting others in, um, running the, the, the youth setup alongside the Community Sports Trust. I don't know if they have a sort of a hand-in-hand with the player pathway thing. So I imagine there is stuff to do. <laughs> I imagine there is. It's not like he sits around twiddling his thumbs on an academy day. Um, but... I yeah, I think I would like an extra pair of hands for Darren Saul. Um, but I'd like a full time proper physio first. I'd like a we don't entirely know whether or not the keeper coach is full time and signed up and all the rest of it. He might just be freelance until the end of the season and they'll reevaluate it. Although I did know that Tom Knowles gave him a shout out when he was running through the, the staff last uh, yesterday. He said, Oh, the work that, that Darren and, and Skivo and, and uh, Craigo have done with us and so I did note that, which I think is a good thing. But yeah, maybe an extra pair of hands. But that's maybe where, if you said to to Smith, you're going to be a coach who plays when we need you rather than a player who coaches when we need you and sort of begin that, flip it around the other way, maybe that might be the, enough to kind of satisfy that. Well, well, last so last season, um, I don't know if you remember, we had a, a chap called Mark Jones who was the, yeah. the former the Oxford, Oxford City, City manager, yeah. who I, I think, just judging on his, I've had a quick LinkedIn stalk, as I like to do. Um, hi, Mark. Um, it, <laughs> uh, He's ringing the police. He uh, was part of um, the Watford Academy setup as well. So it seems like, you know, maybe Darren knew him from, from that setup and his time there. So, you know, we had him last year alongside Betchett, um, Skivo was obviously his role was probably a bit more split last year than it was this year. Um, who was the guy that we signed at the start when Darren Sol came in? Croft. Oh, oh yeah, that, Croft. Yeah. yeah, that's right. He brightened, didn't he? Um, oh yeah. I mean, he seemed like he was he was brought in for that sort of dual role, wasn't yeah. he? A little bit. Yeah. Um, but I I don't know. As a club, we always seem to have. I don't know what other clubs do particularly but it always felt like you know even when we're in the football league and you looked at our bench and you looked at other clubs benches we didn't have that many support staff for a manager um but i I may be totally wrong but you know even when we went up to the championship it was who was it gary skivo darren way who was a keeper coach did we have a keeper coach or was it gareth roberts doing both uh i think gareth Gareth um, Stuart had left then, didn't he? Yeah, Gareth Stewart. Gareth Stewart. Yeah. Oh, cracky. Who was a keeper coach? Like, I, did we even yeah. have one? Do you know what I mean? It, oh, it, no, wasn't it? Yeah. Wasn't it? Um, Didn't we have... Oh, no, I was going to say, because Chris Will joined us for a bit and he did, but that was back. That was in League One, there, wasn't it? Yeah. Yeah, so, he, he did it as well, didn't he? Yeah, so, I mean, there is that, you know, maybe that's the way it, to, to go with a keeper yeah. coach. I mean, that's what Betchett did last year, didn't he? You know, he, he ended up yeah. being on the bench a couple of times. But I don't know. I don't. You know, other clubs might. Do it feels it like it feels like we need a fourth body. But even, a fourth body is kind of yeah something you need. Even when we won the conference, obviously we had we had Gary Johnson, Steve Thompson, Stuart Housley, Maurice O'Donnell. Um, there was other people. You know, there was like psychologists, like Mark Lader was involved as well. There was a massive. You know, there was quite a big group of staff twenty or twenty years ago. And it feels like I don't know. You need all the support you can get. Obviously, money's money's the big issue, and that's going to be what prevents 
us being able to do that. And I see there was a response to Mike's question from um, Jake Vincent saying, worth noting we aren't paying Terry Skiverton's wages as his academy manager. The Premier League cover his wages. So, I mean, I don't know if that's accurate or not. Um, could be. Um, and the, the grant ends this season, so he will be paid out of the club coffers next season. And last year it covered Betchett and the physio as well. So, if that is if that is accurate, then there's you know there's going to be a shortfall in money for staff um, based on that. All about the dollar. Mm. There was a response to Mike's question from our website contributor Hewish Hugh as well, who said it's possibly adequate for National League or National League South EFL <laughs> dot 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 laughing face emoji. <laughs> so yeah, there's a line after that, but you can go to our Twitter to see what that other line was. <laughs> um... <laughs> the lawyers have got onto us. Uh, do we want to do any questions or have we got any other points about the game yesterday or well, we need to talk about Tuesday, don't we? Maidenhead. Should we should we talk about the, the empty space on the bench? Oh, yeah. And, and other things that yes. other people that may have had to fill it? Yeah. Yes. So we played four subs yesterday. Now, I think I was trying to work it out. I think, and I'm guessing here, adding two and two together and making 123. That because the under eighteen season is now finished, they're they're done. So whether or not their contracts have officially ended, whether their scholarships have officially come to a close, whether or not they are technically available or not, I'm not sure. So I think there's a reason why we didn't see the the two lads that we saw last week, Keaton and um, Medrano. Because I think they're kind of done. Whether they're waiting on decisions for whether or not they're going to be kept on or whether or not they're going to be extended or not, I, I think that's that's the correlation there. That's why we haven't seen a, a random kid on the bench. So I think that's that reason. Um, obviously, the injury crisis continues and we assume... I had a bit of a refresh this morning and Alex Bradley is still showing as suspended. So I guess that his, um, his appeal failed. Um, so hopefully... That will he will be back for the final game of the season, unless um, they bung another game on for frivolous appeal. Well, How dare you waste our time? Yeah, I, I don't think that's happened because it's still showing as three. Whether it just needs, I reckon it's at the bottom of the pile. I I would almost I would almost guarantee that it is at the bottom of the pile. You're absolutely right. So um, yeah, so he's done, but. I guess we have to talk about the um, Will and Rovers centre forward. Yeah. The Angel Gabriel. They're number 10. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, so Friday night um, or Saturday morning, a, a team sheet pops up on social media uh, featuring um, one Gabby Rogers listed as playing for Will and Rovers on, on, in their fixture on Friday night against, uh, who they play? Cleveland Town. Cleveland Town. Yeah. Who um, also fielded Morgan Williams at number eight. <laughs> Didn't they? I spotted <laughs> that and I thought, hang on, different one. Very different one. <laughs> but Ben has done his journalistic uh, homework and he has, uh, you've ID'd Gabby, haven't you? Yes, there is a, uh, there is a, there is an album, a match album on the Cleveland Town website. And there are two images, one's better than the other, of, of, the Gabby Rogers, quote, our Gabby Rogers, definitely being the player who played for Will and Rovers on, on Friday night. Um, suggesting then that he is no longer associated with our football club, as I believe, unless, I mean, it's too late for a loan deal or anything like that, isn't it? So I imagine, again, two and two equals 126. Um, he has been released from his contract, whether that means paid up or just told you are done, but we have given up his registration and he has made an appearance. Because I assume even at that level, even if for a friendly, there has to be some sort of registration document that is passed through the Southern League, Tool Station League, give or take, depending on which division they're talking about there. There must be some sort of, uh, of registration document that had to go in for insurance more than anything else. So, yeah, I believe he has been told that he is free to play for another club. Southern League Division One South 
They are Willow okay. Rovers. Same. Yeah, but based yeah. near in Colompton, which is, I think he's from Torquay, Gabby. So, you know, that neck of the woods. So, sounds like someone, because it's only a friendly game, wasn't it? Because obviously that level's not playing, but so he's obviously, you know, just there to keep his fitness up. I'd be very surprised. He's, 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 a, he's a much better player than Woolen Rovers, uh, with all due respect to, to Woolen Rovers. But, yeah. It's, it's odd, isn't it? I mean, especially based on, you know, there was, there was quotes from the manager this week about, Gabby and he said he nothing said, has changed yeah and he said nothing's changed and I wonder you know that, that raises two questions is he telling fibs or does he even know which you know which one's more concerning like is a decision been made um above him to to release him without saying anything you know it, I I I don't know, it raises questions, but when you're sat there with four players on the bench and you think this guy scored a winner in the 120th minute of an FA Cup match this season. Uh, yeah. I mean, we can do it to death, can't we? We, we think yeah. we, we all think it's shite. And... Here's, the th- here's the thing for me, right? Gabby Rogers is not the saviour of football at Hewish Park. He's not going to be the difference between us making and not making the playoffs at any given point in the season. And nobody pretends otherwise. Nobody's going to sit here and say, but he was the best player in the world. He wasn't. He was a good player. He had a bit of spark to him. He came into the side when we needed a bit of a spark. He was an attack-minded player, and he was trying to make things happen in a side that at the time wasn't doing particularly well. He had that wonderful moment, a moment that will probably be a season of highlight this year for us at Bromley in the FA Cup. And for that, I'm incredibly grateful because it was a genuine feel-good moment. I've given Darren Sahl a huge amount of praise for the way he spoke about all manner of things, positive and negative and everything football and non-football related this season. However, I think we may have dealt with this one a bit wrong. It shouldn't have to come down to internet rumour. It shouldn't have to go back to those days, of those, uh, those horrible days of not knowing the, of the truth. Now, the only thing I can think of is for someone who's been that good at talking and that good at saying the things that we want to hear and and need to hear, is that there may be something additional. And you might think something legal there, whether there's an insurance claim for an injury, like there was with Mark Burcham. We couldn't say anything about Mark Burcham retiring at Yeovil for a long time because there was legal insurance ramification-y things. Or there's something more like a case of wrongful dismissal or something, there's some sort of legal documents that prevent words from being said if that's the case fine i have no problem at all but it does stand out when there's a fourth or the fifth spot on the bench and you haven't got you haven't got the ability to call on gabby rogers or alex john for that matter who again has just disappeared into the ether whether that's injury based or not again we just don't know um Maybe we've got to maybe maybe we've got to start asking better questions. I don't know. <laughs> maybe we have to have a word with Hopper and say, "Come on, start start asking <laughs> some more difficult questions, will you?" Um, what are you expecting from Maidenhead this weekend? Yeah, what? Yeah, what are you expecting? What are you expecting? If Ben, um, if Ben at the pre-match at the pre-match presses, that's what I say. Let me in, Collard. <laughs> let me in. Let me in. Um, look, I, I again, I will, I will. Praise the way Darren Sars handed an awful lot this season until the cows come home. But I think it's right to say that maybe this one hasn't come across in the in the greatest light. He's got a bit of the Ryan Seegers about him, doesn't he? He's gonna pop down a couple of divisions below us and score a few goals and he'll keep he'll keep being men- mentioned in conversations every time he scores a brace, every time he scores a hat trick at a lower level. See? See? So thanks, Gabby, for that goal at that Bromley, thanks for being a bright spark in a team that probably needed it at the start of the season. We have no idea what's gone on in terms of in terms of behind the scenes, and I don't need to know the ins and outs. I don't need to know the ins and outs. I don't need to know the exact specifications, but I would have liked to have known, if at all possible, that it was done and that a decision has been made. It shouldn't come down to internet rumour. It shouldn't come down to us spotting or somebody spotting a team sheet going, hang on. <laughs> Gabby Rogers, what's he doing there? And then I shouldn't have to be looking through Cleves and Town photo albums to try and figure out whether or not it is him or whether it's just somebody with the same name. 
don't pretend you don't do that kind of thing anyway. Like, <laughs> it's, it's fine. It's a, it's the journalistic trait that I was trained in. That's fine. I don't mind, but I kind of feel like I shouldn't have to, you know. So I'm glad this situation appears to have come to its conclusion. I imagine it will be confirmed at the end of the season with a release retain list that he has departed. And that's that's in the end a little bit sad because if yesterday wasn't the perfect opportunity to give Toby Stevens a few minutes, it's also the perfect opportunity to give an Alex John or a Gabby Rogers a few minutes. It really would have been. Um, so yeah, can we get Adrian to ask the question about Alex John? Is that are we? Allowed? <laughs> He's the next one, right? We know what Gabby's up to. What's Alex up to? Um, yeah, I just yeah, it's just a shame because, like I say. It's a situation that has taken up far too much airtime, far too much in the way of uh, website inches on, on on plenty of websites for a player who was good, <laughs> okay, really. But yeah, unfortunately, yeah. it was it's something that we had to touch on. Yeah. Okay, Coatsy, anything to add, or do you want to? Should we go to the questions? Uh, I've I've got a list as well, Ian, of uh, things that I wrote down. I've just got Gabby Rogers, Willin Rovers. Badly handled, not Ronaldo. So there you go. There's my summary. <laughs> there you go. Yeah, bullet points. That was like an Amazon product. You should have gone first. You provided. You gone first. This would have been a lot shorter, that little segment. You provided the bullets and then Ben's padded it out by, with the description. Fired the gun. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Uh, Questions. I'll, I'll take a light one first. Uh, go. Best way to get rid of a terrible hangover? Drink more water. My, I have a friend of mine. He is no chance he's going to listen to the podcast. His name is Chris Suter, and he swears by. On your way home, he would set up. He would eat two bananas, but he would prepare them before he went out for a drink. So he would have two bananas, a pint of water, and a paracetamol before he went to bed, and he never got a hangover. Having met this man, I find that very easy to believe. Isn't it? Yeah. Oh, very easy to believe that a man sets up two bananas. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. I was going to say, so how do you that's... set up two bananas? You just... Well, place them like on his table so he can reach them easily in his... Uh, in they were like peeled, waiting. Yeah, peeled and black <laughs> by the time he gets home. So they, they dropped into his mouth when he opened the door or something. Yeah, so that was his theory. Um, I just, I haven't had a hangover in a long time. A long, long, long time. And I just remember just need to, I ate food. Ate food until the cows come home. I got hangovers really bad in my legs. Like my legs just wouldn't move. The rest of me would kind of catch up. <laughs> my headache would go. My stomach would feel okay, but my legs just would not start working for a long, long time. I just sat and ate food. It's the only way you can do it, really. Yeah. Hangover in your legs. Yeah, it's the only way I can describe it. I would just sit there, and like they would ache and hurt, and they would be in pain. The day after, even <laughs> after the headache and the sickness had gone, my legs would just be like, nope, nope, not after what you did to us yesterday. So you yeah. see Ben ringing one 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 with I've got a hangover in my legs. What should I do? <laughs> I've been out drinking and my legs aren't working now. Yeah. <laughs> I literally, I literally oh. got legless. Yeah. There you go. Right. What about you, coach? Bacon. Uh, I've got nothing more interesting than drink more water. That's all I do whenever I've had a few to drink. Uh, a drink good, like good, good life advice, that though. It's good drink, life drink, advice. Always drink, drink more water. A yeah. good, a good morning chunder will uh, <laughs> help get a rid tactical of... chunder. <laughs> yeah. Or bring the tone down, won't you? Yeah. Tactical chunder. Yeah. That's a that's a sackable offence. That is it. Okay. okay. Yeah, you can't you can't tactical chunder. That's not that's not. Okay, okay. Right. Quick, <laughs> moving on, moving on. Um, okay, is a return, this is from Paddy, uh, Paddy Horsington on Twitter, is a return to the Football League a pipe dream for a good few seasons? If the conference winning team was 6.5 out of 7, then what would you rate this nice. side when it has its strongest starting lineup? So let's do the first part of that question first. Is the return to the Football League a pipe dream for a good few seasons? No. Yes. <laughs> okay, Coatsy, why is it? Um, well, I think I've said it before that I think Darren Sar when we're talking about Darren Sar and I said that he was the right man uh for, for us at the moment. We obviously came down from the football league with a whimper. We needed someone who was gonna grab us by the short and curlies and, and pull us up, and I think that's what he's done. Obviously last season he got us to the to the playoffs with a you know, a heart in whatever it was. A, 
two thirds of a season or whatever it was we ended up playing. This season's been a well, a rude word. Um, so so we'll, we'll we'll give him this one. But I, I just think that there we, we we need to do a lot more to our team to um to pull ourselves back up again. And when you look at the teams around us and the the money and the um you know, and then you got players like uh, clubs like uh, Barrow and Sutton. Who, uh, who just come out of nowhere and uh, and do it well, you know, established teams um, that, that do it. I, I just don't think we either have the resources or are well established at the moment. So um, a, a few seasons, that's what, two or three seasons, is it? A few. So I'd, I'd say that's probably a reasonable assessment. But go on, Ben. You can yeah, Ben, so that. you don't think it is a pipe dream? No, I think it's perfectly doable. I think it needs... It needs the things that we talked about last couple of podcasts. It needs defensive consistency. It needs a full, proper pre-season for Darren Saul and, and, and an ability to put together a squad. It needs a spine of the team that you can rely on and a goal scorer. If we can find those things, of which some are already in place, uh, yeah, I think we can be right in amongst it. We're not going to win this league by 100 points. That's not going to happen. This isn't 2002. But what I think we are capable of is being a playoff side. We are, we are good enough on paper to put together a squad, as it stands right now, that is a playoff-capable side. We got close. We thought about it. We were talking about it until quite recently. And we have had everything under the sun go against us this year. So, no. It needs work. I'm not going to say it doesn't need work. It needs new players. It needs a bit of a revitalization. It's likely going to need a new goal scorer. So, those are things that need to be found. If we can find them and we get a full, proper, unhindered preseason campaign, it's not a pipe dream. It's hard work. It's not going to be easy, but it is doable. Quite a few caveats in that now, then. <laughs> yeah, but pipe, pipe dream suggests something that we can only literally dream about. Pipe dream says that oh, it's not actually ever going to happen, but imagine if it did. Oh, no, I would agree happen. with you. I think we are. I think we 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 can get in the playoffs. I think even with the the score we got uh, now, we could get into the playoffs. I don't think we'd win the playoffs or uh, go through with the with the with the team that we've got now. But like you say, with, mean, the, with your caveats, I could be more convinced. There, there's you know, there's probably Wrexham. Well, there's definitely not Wrexham fans sat listening to this, but there's probably Wrexham fans who said the exact same thing in 2010 after spending yeah. two years in the National League. And, uh, well, yeah, there they are now. Um, 12 years, 13 years into their their National League uh, time after spending 87 years in the Football League. Um, and only with Hollywood money are they getting close to it. So, you know, you look at, like, if they don't go up and Stockport don't go up, there's probably your two, you know, two of the favourites for next season I've just there's a lot of money at the top and the clubs coming down get their money as well to help them deal with it too so you know maybe pipe dreams not the word but it feels it feels a long way off for me it feels a long way you off. guys need to be more Barrett that's what you guys need <laughs> delusional <laughs> <laughs> not, nice yeah. place to live planet Barrett yeah like it is a nice place yeah. I like to visit uh, and part two of the question, if the conference winning team was 6.5 out of 7, so do we think... And you have 0.5s. I thought 0.5s were bad. No, unfortunately no. not. You can't. You cannot. So they're either a 6 or a 7. And I'll be honest with you, they ain't far away from a 7. Are they 0.5 uh, away I mean, from was, a 7 or, or 1? No, it's <laughs> virtually... It's, it's, I mean... I mean, how it's how either a 6 or a 7, Ben. It's a 6 or a 7. Well, it, it might be a 7 then. That was, it was a bloody good side. There wasn't a lot wrong with it. Yeah. So what do you think your side is then? Fully fit? Fully sat? Yeah. Really, like, so, uh, at, at their best last season? At their best last season? Yeah. Well, see, that's different because you've got different players. At their best yeah, this but season, that's what we say. Isn't that the question? The question was, uh, if the conference winning side is a six and a half out of seven, then what would you rate this side when it had its strongest starting lineup? Okay, so that could be this season as well. I think it is this season. Okay, go on then. This season. Well, a three. It's a four. <laughs> yeah, I'd say a three. Four. <laughs> <laughs> right slap bang in the middle and not far away. Well, 
there. Sixteenth in the table, Ben. <laughs> That's quite far not, away. Not, you just can't. The table is useless this season. Unless you're in the top <laughs> no. seven, the table is utter tosh this season. <laughs> Why have they still got the red bits on Barnet and Kings Lynn? They're not going anywhere. Four. Pushing a five. <laughs> five. <laughs> 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 Quick, move on, move on before Ben has to go back to his own planet. Come on, uh, Planet Barrett. I'm visiting. That's where I'm going to my holidays. Is it on a red? Is it on a green list, Planet Barrett? Yeah, yeah. But you've got to have a, a negative test 72 hours before, and you can only sit in the garden. Oh, you can't be negative on Planet Barrett. Everything's positive. <laughs> That's why we like it. Oh, right. Be more Barrett. Clevo's. Said Clevo's asked a question. I don't think he's answered this one himself. Um, should we be <laughs> looking at offering Tom Knowles a contract extension? Yes. Oh, crikey. We spoke about this sort of on, the, uh, on the Discord chat, didn't we? We did, Which yeah. All the, all the cool gamer kids and me and Ian are on. Um, <laughs> <laughs> and Foxy. Uh, some... And Foxy, yeah, yeah. Uh, who was it? Um, was it Ryan? Ryan Nibs, Ryan I think Nibs, it is, yeah, I think. asked whether... To avoid us having a, a Murphy moment, we should be uh, looking to bring him in. Well, the manager described him as, what, is he going to be one of the most exciting talents outside the EFL, didn't he? Yeah. But I, I didn't, I mean, I, we signed him in November, December, didn't we? So if you sign yeah, a two-year contract in November, December, that only runs until the end of next season. Is that what yeah. you told me? It's an 18-monther, isn't it, basically? It's 18 months, right, okay. Yeah, I thought I, I so, thought yeah, I, so the end of next season. Yeah, the the the, the website article on ycfc.net says the 22 year old arrives from the U's on undisclosed terms until the end of next season. Oh, okay, all right. So I thought it was two years. So I thought he was going to be with us until November, December of uh, of 2022, which would be a slightly odd thing to do, I guess. But yeah, well, if if we don't want to be in a Murphy position that we're in now, then. Based on what we've seen, I'd say, yeah, let's let's, let's get him. Yeah, get him obviously, up. it's totally up to the player, but <laughs> yeah, yes, I would, I would, I well, I'd, I'd offer him my house. Um... <laughs> <laughs> there you go, Tom. <laughs> you go somewhere to live. Yeah, somewhere to live. Well, there, there, there might be one in the car park you can have at some point. Um, not my car park. Uh, huge park car park. Um. What else have we got? There's another part to this question. The silence there from you guys. Didn't appreciate that <laughs> I had that to think one. about that one. I'm going to say, yeah, it's right over my head. Um, what do you make of the comments from Darren Siles suggesting he could play as a second striker? A la Chris Dagnall is what, what he said, didn't he? What? No. Well, Darren I, Darren 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 Darren. I know we're short, lads, but <laughs> I'd, I'd rather Skibber was on the bench first, to be honest. Um, yeah, he probably has got a bit. Uh, Tom Knowles has probably got a bit about him that can see him lead further forward. I think he's shown in sort of tandem with Neufeld that actually that, that wide presence cutting in, getting around the outside, getting to the byline has been really, really good for him. And I think I prefer to see more of that out of him and actually maybe have Dagnall as the Dagnall next season. So, um, but it's nice to have strings to bows. How many, how many times have we talked about it? Players are going to have to reinvent themselves and be square pegs in round holes and the better you can be in those sort of extra positions, the better for everybody. Yeah. Yeah. Agreement. Agreement. Um, I can't, I don't know if you've had any more. I was going to finish on Chris Sweet's uh, question because it, well, it's going to be, a <laughs> I haven't con- seen any more. It's going to be a controversial one. It feels like, uh, given that he already knows the answer as well. Um, so no more. I'm good. I think, I reckon, based on previous experience asking these types of questions, Ben's going to be. Do we need to? Very... Do we need to talk about Maidenhead before we get into the the fight about <laughs> about cheese? Yeah, I think we should. Okay, let's talk about Maidenhead, and we'll discuss cheese after. Okay. What time are we Fans leaving? Are to get down for that, Ben. <laughs> oh, if only, if only, if only. It's one of those beautiful two ten shifts. I'm afraid, kids. Um, hands are back. I am. And Maidenhead have, Maidenhead have taken a couple of stuffings off pretty good sides recently. Just wonder if the door is ajar for for us to put in a decent performance. Kind of needs to be a decent performance, I think. 
think it really does need to be one. It's a it's a shop window for the club. I imagine season tickets. Again, we should should we not be expecting season tickets by now? Um, yeah, I think it needs to be a good one. But I think it has the potential to be a good one. Mm. They battered us at their place, didn't they? Yeah, that was the one where we just came out of lockdown, wasn't it? Like 12 hours oh, before. Oh, it was, wasn't it? The manager yeah. wasn't there. Oh, of course. Yeah. Skendy got a couple. That's right, yeah. 40 yeah, hours. you're right. But, so, yeah. feels like it might be a good one, an important one, to try and sell the club again, to try and sell the players to the fans. And as a couple of them said, it's the first time they'll have played in front of Yoko fans ever. So, um, yeah, I'm kind of looking forward to it. I'm looking forward to watching the stream of it and seeing all the fans. I really, really am. I really, really am. Yeah. Be, um, it'd be, we, we've spoken so much about the firsts after the death of Lee Collins, haven't we? And obviously this mm. one being that, it'll be an opportunity for the fans to sort of say their bit. And that will be an emotional moment for the players as well, won't it? I'm sure there'll be you know, flags and banners and all the rest of it. And the players will be prepared for seeing all of that. But uh, yeah, hopefully that works um, you know, in their favour and they do as they have done. Um, in, in, in recent weeks, go out and, you know, use that as a motivation. And I do hope, I think I said to a couple of people, and this includes you, Ian, every, everyone who's there, shout something for me, you know, whatever it is, as yeah. long as it's, uh, as long as it's positive, give it a, give it a shout. Mike Hudson's going to shout, keep going, Ruben, for me. So, um, yeah. Can you shout, who that. wants it? Who wants it, who, yeah. Who wants it? Many, many a way end I've sat in there with David Coates going, who wants it? Somebody <laughs> wants it. I'm just gonna... usually, usually an F word in there as well. But oh, that, yeah, that, those anything, were anything. a lot of Darren Way um, period that was, I, I shout about. Yeah. Yeah. I'm, lo- I'm looking forward Sorry. to the first, uh, the first uh, shout of shoot from a ridiculous position that gets a, a hearty yeah, chuckle. Tommy knows. Hearty chuckle Tommy from knows. the Thatchers. Yeah. Back into shoot from anywhere. The first goal kick by the opposition in front of the Thatchers. Uh. <laughs> well, did did you watch the FA Cup final yesterday? Did you see, uh, you know, the the end of that game? Yeah, yeah, crazy, wasn't it? Yeah, I mean, I got a bit emotional watching it because it was like, you know, seeing all these people in the ground celebrating, you know. And I, you know, I'm not a Leicester City fan. Um, obviously, we don't want Chelsea to win things. Um, but it, you know, it felt like a, a massive. Uh, it just felt like a massive moment seeing all these people, you know, celebrating yeah. the unlikely, you know, their unlikely victory. And, you know, yeah. it, it was just nice to see fans having a good time after all the yeah. shit we've been through. So yeah. it's going to, you know, I, I dare say it might be the same on, on Tuesday that, you know, it's going to be strange being back there surrounded by people and actually, you know, sat in, sat in a seat. I couldn't get the seat that I usually get in there. That row doesn't seem to be open for me, but I'm as near as damn it as I um, as I would be with my granddad when we used to go. So, yeah, it's going to be nice. Nice, nice. I'm 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 really genuinely jealous. I am genuinely genuinely jealous. I think it's going to be so good to see. Hopefully, so good to hear as well. Stay safe. Stay in your zones. Um. Yeah, wear your masks. That's what I'm going to shout at the Yeovil defence on set pieces. Stay in your zones. Stay in your zones. (laughs) Wear your masks. (laughs) Keep going, Ruby. Uh, Right, should we? They've got a couple of ex. They have got a couple of ex Yeovil players as well, haven't they? Rowan Ince and Seth Tuamasi. So we're going to come up against a couple of names and faces that we might recognise. There you go. The foot in both camps already written. Ben, done. There you go, coach. You can have that. Brilliant. Yeah. He'll find another one like he did this week. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> well, he didn't find the player who was in, in, in the team, though, did he? He found some completely random player who played for a defunct version of Kings Lynn. So <laughs> I don't know if that's a credit to him or not. <laughs> Missing Good the obvious, journalism. but going for the complicated. It's gone yeah. too deep. Um, okay, let's do, let's do Chris Sweet's question. We've built the hype so much on this Go. already. Is cheese overrated? No. Some of it is. No, none of it is. <laughs> okay. I mean, I, I'm not. I'm not. I'm not a big cheese guy. Um, oh, I like a. I like a. I like a. I like a cheddar. Well, yeah. Well, yeah. I tell you, we have a rule had, in the house. I, it's always cheddar. 
you know, the wife the wife likes Brie and well, the wife is a bit of a connoisseur, but I'm just like just give me yeah. cheddar on my burger and that'll be fine. Uh, all this all this connoisseur like Sunape. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> all this cheese, absolutely come and bear it. I mean, oh my word. Come and bear it. Uh, Cannot bear it. And on that note, listener. <laughs> he won't be back, don't we? Yeah, we won't have him back. Are you on a late this week as well, Ben? <laughs> no, we, we we have got a brilliant Thursday recording podcast, by the way. I'm not going to say any more, but make sure this is the week to pass the pod around. This is the week to make sure that you are subscribed. Every like, week. Every week's that week. But this next Friday's podcast, I'm quite looking forward to it. And I put a bit of pressure on our guest by saying it because he'll listen. But I'm looking forward to Thursday's recording. So there. There we go. Mm. All right. Is this yeah. someone coming on for the quiz? Coming on to take Champion Perkins? Uh, yeah, that's I thing. think I think Clevo's going to bottle it. I've been trying to wind him up about it, but he's he's not biting on this one. He keeps leaving I me think... on red on my messages. So Clevo, <laughs> come on, step step I up. Th- I think our our guest on Saturday would would probably. Give yeah. a good, a good go at the quiz. I reckon you're right. Ooh. Well, the mm. questions are being written, so <laughs> so is it going to be the no same? Steps forward. He's on the he's same on. format. Yep, same don't format. Tell, don't, oh, don't tell him. Don't tell him the format. <laughs> well, all right, same okay. format, but I might change. It I'm ready. For, I'm ready for any format. It's fine. <laughs> Bring it on. Yeah. Bring it on. Un unbelievable. <sighs> right. Let's knock this on the head. Cheers, boys. <laughs> Thank you. And with a quick turn, skipper Alex Dock slams it in. There's Lindergaard making Boris backpedal. Davis looking to help it into the path of Morris, expanding via the deflection. It's Aaron Davis. He could win it. He probably has won it for Yeovil. Oh, and it's an opening goal. What a start. Six minutes gives Yeovil the lead. Stansfield, good turn away from two.